Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Very glad you're with us for the Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Rob Long of National Review, contributing editor there, co-founder of Ricochet, co-host of the Glop Podcast, host of the Martini Shot. He so busy. The, he's so busy that but I'm I'm so honored that you found time to be with us twice this week. You you are the rock solid bookends to this week, Rob, uh, Monday and Friday. So thank you for your time again today. I'm happy to be here. It's Friday. That's that's why I'm here. Celebrate. <laughs> That's a good martini in and of itself, but we actually have a, uh, a a real good martini today, and that is that there's a bipartisan effort. Whether it will go anywhere, I don't know, because of course you got to get to sixty, you got to get the leadership to actually hold a vote, and you got to deal with the president and all that stuff. But you know that there are some Democrats who are not happy that President Biden and his administration are getting ready to scrap Title Forty Two, uh, better known as the Remain in Mexico policy, which requires illegal immigrants to stay in Mexico while their asylum claims or other claims are adjudicated. Uh, A lot of people uh, don't get into this country as a result of that policy. And now, as of May 23rd, the Biden administration is going to scrap that. And uh, there are strong expectations, even from within Biden's own administration, that the number of people flooding the border uh, will get much, much higher. And we'll get to that in a little more detail in the second martini. But in the meantime, there's a bipartisan effort to prevent the scrapping of Title 42. Uh, Karen Townsend over at Hot Air reports on this well. It's uh, led by James Lankford, Republican of Oklahoma, and Arizona Democrat Kirsten Sinema. We talked about uh, Sinema and Mark Kelly, uh, Joe Manchin, uh, other Democrats not liking this idea at all uh, because as bad as things are, they're going to get exponentially uh, worse. And so, Rob, obviously some Democrats uh, are responding to this, and Mark Kelly is perhaps the one that comes to mind first, are responding to this in a negative way, probably because they know if they don't, they're going to get crushed at the ballot box uh, this November. He's probably already in a tight race because Biden is very unpopular in Arizona and Kelly himself is not very popular uh, in Arizona. Cinema is definitely not popular among Democrats, but she is trying to show the way here. And so I think this is a double-barreled good martini for conservatives in that even though it might be a political ploy to save the Democrats in the midterms, Keeping Title 42 is still a really good idea. Uh, The details do matter, and so we should probably take a look at that before we get too excited about it. But also, as you were saying before we got going here, the Democrats insist on not listening to Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin. So even though they're trying to uh, lead the party to a more more rational ground, the party will probably reject them, which will help conservatives in November. In general, it's bad. It's bad. We don't want, I mean, it seems like, I feel like Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin together are the irony about those two guys is that they are showing the Democrats the way they are showing them the way back to when the Democratic Party was a majority party in this country. And it was huge. The Democratic umbrella included conservative Democrats and Cold War Democrats and communist Democrats. It was gigantic. And the country moved slowly 
at times and faster at times, but steadily to the left all the time, even under great conservative presidents like Reagan, because of their size. And the Democratic Party now seems to be rejecting the successful plans of the past in favor of, I don't know, becoming the next Green Party or something, becoming this tiny little pipsqueak party. Kristen Sinema is, is the senator from Arizona, and she's concerned about a border issue. I've listened to her. She probably knows what she's talking about, both politically and uh, in terms of border security. And what I find so interesting about this is, of course, that it's a bipartisan group, right? So it's five Democrats, six Republicans, bipartisan group. This is what people certainly on the, in the media and on the left have been complaining about for years. Oh, we're too partisan, Greg. You see that we're too polarized. And now suddenly these guys form this bipartisan group, you know, let's get together and reach across the aisle and get stuff done. And they're doing it. And the response is, well, not that. Don't that that we don't mean. But I don't mean bipartisan compromise on bad stuff that I don't like. I mean, I want you to compromise on the stuff that I, I do, the stuff that I do like. You know, this is the model for how the Senate works. This is the model for how the country is governed. And if um, the Democrats and the Democratic president don't realize that they are in for um, a really, really rude awakening. A shellacking, as a former president once said. Yeah, I mean, cinema, I mean, the left hates her because she won't trash the filibuster and, you know, let them do whatever they want on the Senate side. But policy wise, it's very rare for her to go against the administration. The only other time I remember her voting against policy was when they wanted to add a $15 minimum wage to the original COVID relief bill of the Biden administration. She she gave that a thumbs down. But I mean, in terms of, you know, the, the voting elections bill, as they call it, uh, and, and some of these other things, she actually likes the bill. She just doesn't want to change the system. Uh, but that's not good enough for the left. So they need to uh, completely trash her. Uh, and so... I don't think the Democrats are going to learn much here. Uh, I think that they are wedded to whatever it is Biden's doing at the border because, uh, and what that is, I'm not exactly sure. But I think they're, they they see themselves as the compassionate, humane party for wanting open borders. But if you talk to Border Patrol people and, and local sheriffs, I mean, it's a nightmare for these people. The way they're treated by the cartels. There was a story uh, that I just heard yesterday where a woman who was being trafficked by the cartels to get across the border brought like a Ziploc bag full of morning after pills, not because she's some abortion crusader, but because she knew she'd get repeatedly raped on the way to this country. So the idea that this is some sort of compassionate uh, issue here is ridiculous. And of course, anytime you start changing the rules uh, or you show um, that the rules are sort of in flux or about to be sort of loosened, what you all you do is increase the crossings of the border right you draw people there they got it's now that everyone who, who's been thinking about running across the border now says it's now or never uh, or it's now do it now before they change the rules back so you kind of all that inconsistency and kind of uh, i don't know what i don't know what the political calculus is but it just seems like it's bad policy it's definitely bad politics and it seems like a strange thing to pick out of all the stuff that you can do to pander and i'm you know i'm a I've been in politics a long time. I'm not against pander. I'm not going to like go <laughs> complain if somebody's pandering. There's so much pandering you can do between now and November that actually could either do nothing, sort of the student loan pander, or or do something good. Uh, and this just ain't it. This just doesn't check. This doesn't check any of the boxes. And I find that um, curious. It's as if somehow some uh, Steve Bannon is running the policy shop at the Democratic National Committee. Like this just seems like <laughs> not. 
Not productive, not a productive strategy. We are certainly not interested in helping the Democrats do well in the midterms, but we would like them to be more sane. I think that's uh, where we're coming down on this. Uh, And you mentioned the student loan thing. You know, Biden kicked that back to, uh, I think, the end of August. The odds of him not kicking that again (laughs) right before the election, uh, pretty much zero. In fact, I don't think Joe Biden's ever going to make them pay again. The thing about the student loan business is that it actually helps the, the Democratic Party constituents. Student loan debt is actually not out of control in this country, and it's certainly not a big problem in this country. I mean, it just isn't. Um, but it is something that lawyers and doctors and people who go through very expensive graduate plans carry with them forward into their career. We're going to, going to subsidize those people. Those are high-earning individuals, high-earning Americans, and we're going to subsidize them. Not a great thing to do, but it's probably good pander. My guess for the Democrats is that that is not a constituency they need to lock down. What they should be doing is locking down people who <laughs> may have convenience stores in the Southwest or may be um, voters who are on the fence and who just want the Democratic Party to regain its senses. Yeah. After after November, because they need yeah, a, right, right, They need right. a, They need a uh, political yeah. whooping come November, uh, given yeah. this agenda that we've seen. That is the work. Yes, that is the work to come. But uh, we also have some that was actually the good martini because <laughs> they are they are pushing that. But uh, we got bad martini on this same general subject coming in just a moment, courtesy of Jen Psaki. But uh, let's talk about something good in the meantime. And that is progress against uh, thinning and, and losing hair, because when it comes to thinning hair, you used to have two choices, but you no longer have to choose between natural remedies and the ones that actually work. That's because there's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness that does not involve drugs or prescriptions. It's called Nutrafol. Did you know that there are five root causes of thinning hair? Nutrafol is the hair supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, and environmental factors that may be impacting your hair. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. 21 potent natural ingredients support sex drive, better sleep, and less stress too. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the Three Martini Lunch by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MARTINI to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is Nutrafol's best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Again, get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code MARTINI. Nutrafol.com. Promo code Martini. All right, one more bit of good news, Andy, and that is the fantastic deals you can find at 4 slash Martini, including their signature offer right now, a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. And, of course, free shipping on all orders over $97. You want to be prepared. You don't want to get caught unprepared when your power goes out. It's going to happen eventually. It's just a question of whether you're in the dark for a few minutes, a few hours, or maybe even a few days or more. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X, worth its weight in gold. It's now got double the capacity, and it'll keep your big appliances running, including your fridge, which is full of food that just keeps getting more and more expensive. It's got 12 outlets, including 4AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 
20 times faster than normal. So visit 4patriots.com martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com martini. That's 4patriots.com martini. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Rob, as we promised... Jen Psaki at the podium just yesterday uh, in relation to the administration's plan to drop Title 42. Peter Ducey points out, uh, you know, there is a uh, expectation that these numbers are going to get a whole lot worse at the border. And Psaki challenges that number. And then the real fun begins. Take a listen. When Title 42 expires next month, what is the plan for the 18,000 migrants a day that are going to cross? Do you want them to get jobs here? Is there something else that you want these 18,000 a day to be doing? I don't know where you're basing your specific numbers on, Peter, but what I would tell you... uh, I've got it right here. Earlier this week, the department gave reporters an estimate that up to 18,000 migrants could be apprehended at the border each day if Title 42 were... Well, up up two, and we'll see what happens. So, Rob, you know, she thought she had them. Where'd you get that number? Uh, Your own Department of Homeland Security. Oh, well, it's set up to 18,000. I mean, come on. We don't know just how bad it's going to be yet. As if the current numbers aren't terrible and anything higher than that is going to be even worse. <laughs> also, look, the answer, even even the answer is wrong. I mean, well, let's just wait until it's a crisis and then we'll come up with a plan to deal with the crisis. He was asking a legitimate question. What if it's what if it's the worst case? What's your plan for the worst case? Everybody's got a plan for the worst case. And she says, well, let's just wait and see. OK, what is your plan for if uh, if a giant earthquake hits Los Angeles? Well, let's just wait and see. That's really not the time to come up with a plan. Again, it, it does. It seems like there's nobody, you know, have you seen a Gantt chart? No. A Gantt chart is a way that you plan things and you plan them out in on a timeline, uh, you know, uh, uh, steps that you take on the way to manage a project. It feels to me like elemental Gantt chart planning is not something this White House does. In the middle of high inflation, in the middle of a free fall in popularity, in the middle of war in Ukraine, the administration decided to add one more layer. Now let's talk about illegal immigration. It's just bananas. Look, I thought the Trump administration was chaotic, and it was chaotic, but at least it was chaotic in a way that five-year-olds playing soccer, you know, everybody runs to the ball, nobody's playing positions. This is like smart people flying a giant jumbo plane into the side of a mountain. I don't understand it. I don't understand why she wasn't prepared for that answer. I don't understand why they weren't prepared with a plan, even a fake plan. I don't understand any of this. I find this baffling and disquieting because, I mean, I'll be honest, I I didn't expect to agree with this administration, but I expected better competence, organization. I expected that they would be nimble political operatives. And instead, I mean, this is just a clown show. 
who are these smart people you refer to? Uh, we have <laughs> okay. Joe Biden right. as president and Kamala Harris. Well, as I, mean, look, I mean, like, he's been around. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just I just assumed there'd be some fixer. Right. I mean, look, when Bill Clinton was in trouble in his first term, um, this is how old I am. The call went out and they brought in some old hands. The old hands kind of came and they kind of guided the ship a little bit and kind of get everybody back to work. Who in the White House said, you know what? Now we're going to lift Title 42. Wait, wait, let's wait. No, I want the inflation numbers to come in high now. Interest rates, I want them to be going up. It's crazy. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's, it's as if nobody is awake, which I, I recognize is a loaded thing to say, but it's as if there's some kind of they're asleep at the wheel, which, by the way, at least Woodrow Wilson had his wife to take care of things when he was sort of incapacitated. This just seems like ain't nobody in charge. So what you're saying here, Rob, as far as I can tell, is uh, you expected the policies to stink. You just you just didn't expect uh, the personnel to be so bad at their messaging and uh, timing of different policy decisions. I see. I want I want the mean guy. I want to know who's the mean guy saying when they when the lefty lefties march in and say, "Here, we're going to open up the border and say, whoa, slow down. No, you're not. We're going to do that in that. We, we announced that in December after the midterms or January 2023. Because my Gantt chart says there's no, we have no more room for more problem. I'm not asking them to change their mind. I know they're going to be nuts on immigration. That's that. But have a sense of the of the moment. Read the room. They're so bad at it. I mean, I'm ba- I was reading this this morning. I'm baffled. I just don't I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Biden said even during the campaign, first hundred days, no deportations. Well, if that's not a green light to come forward. I don't know what is. So he he telegraphed this. But I think even even. I would hope people on the left are kind of baffled at just how much of an open borders approach he's taken here. But uh, disaster after disaster. Uh, November can't come soon enough. All right. Well, let's talk about one other thing that's fantastic. And that's not only the quality of the product, but the fantastic deals you can get from my pillow. And right now they're focusing on the fantastic six piece towel set. Nothing beats the feel of a luxurious towel when you step out of the shower. I love these towels. They're big, they're soft, they're fluffy. They get you dry super quick. They're better than any towel set I currently have and maybe have ever had. Towels that are regularly $109.99 are now only 39.99%. That is a great deal. And for that, you get the MyPillow six-piece towel set. Those are towels made with cotton grown in the U.S., you know, other towels feel good, but they don't absorb or they absorb, but they don't feel good. But every my pillow towel is made from proprietary technology that makes them highly absorbent and also soft to the touch. So there's no lotiony feel, which I hate. Every set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes. They are all machine washable. You get a 60 day money back guarantee or a one year limited warranty. And that is amazing for a towel. For a limited time, get the MyPillow six-piece towel set, regularly $109.99 for only $39.99 with the promo code MARTINI. Visit MyPillow.com slash Martini or call 800-874-0104. You'll also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets, and so much more. Get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.99 today at MyPillow.com slash Martini or call 800-874-0104. One more time, MyPillow.com slash Martini. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Rob, you are now a New York resident. The last couple of years have been fun for you watching all these policies coming out of uh, not only the mayor's office, but also out of Albany and lockdowns and galore and all sorts of different things. But then Cuomo was gone and we were supposed to see a new day with Kathy Hochul. Well, Kathy Hochul has come from the same crazy tree that Andrew Cuomo came from. And here's the latest proof of that uh, from the Washington Examiner. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is working with lawmakers to release a final budget proposal that would ban natural gas in new buildings across the state. Officials from the governor's office confirmed to Reuters on Monday that Hochul is working with state lawmakers to finalize the plan. The news comes months after Hochul committed in her January State of the State address to, quote, zero on-site greenhouse gas emissions for new construction no later than 2027, unquote. The statewide effort follows a bevy of similar plans in dozens of other cities, which have sought to cut greenhouse gas emissions in the absence of major federal legislation. So, Rob, you know, I've owned the house I currently live in for 11 years now, and I remember very actively searching for gas as my source of heat uh, in that situation. A lot of people love it on their stove as well. Uh, a lot of chefs and restaurateurs, for example, are uh, very vocally protesting this. And other folks are pointing out, you know, if you have a power outage, which has happened in New York City very famously, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to have that. And of course, natural gas burns a lot cleaner than uh, most other fossil fuels. So, uh, you know, this seems to be once again on the left, an environmental slash energy solution in search of a problem. It's also not even a solution. I mean, uh, natural gas is the solution yes. for the next 30 or 40 years. If you if you are concerned about the climate, Natural gas is the solution, for at least for the next 10 or 20 years. And then past 10 years, it's probably nuclear. Um, none of those solutions <laughs> they like. But both of those, are, and natural gas is demonstrably the reason, at least in the United States, natural gas, natural gas expiration, and natural gas use, is, it, it, it is the reason why the United States has met its climate change, has had a rapid drop in emissions, if you care about it. So, like, I don't really care about it, just to be honest with you. It doesn't really, I mean, I'm not, I think we're going to be fine. Yes. But if, 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 if it's the biggest crisis ever, and the little girl from wherever Sweden is crying and yet shouting all the time, and it is really a crisis, and we're all going to be swallowed up, or flooded or something, then it does seem like you'd want to do the thing that's going to stop that thing that you think is so terrible. Uh, this is just bananas. And once again, it's like in the middle of a state trying to get back on its feet economically, when you have a crime problem in New York City, your biggest city, where you have a public uh, a crime problem on mass transit in New York City, which, by the way, is the governor's purview, when you have all these things happening to then survey well, what other trouble can I get into? What other what other mistakes can I make <laughs> to pick? This is so idiotic. And, you know, it's funny because all she has to be is not Cuomo. That's it. That's the requirement of her job. I am not Cuomo. 
He had an enemies list. He had bitter feuds. He obviously was personally very compromised. Lots of bad stuff with Cuomo. All she's got to be is the not Cuomo. And instead, she wants suddenly she wants to be an activist. It's like just sit in Albany, rubber stamp some stuff, get the crime down on in the subways, and you're golden. This is the uh, I know you were going to be wrong, but why did you have to be stupid edition of the three martini? <laughs> this is kind of the common theme going through everything here. But, yeah, I agree with you. I know I've said this at least once or twice before on the podcast in terms of just how big of a crisis this is, because the U.N. projections are always wrong. They're always way more hyperbolic uh, than than the reality turns out to be. And then when that happens, they they crank out even more hysterical reports about how quickly things are going to uh, devolve. And so, you know, the more wrong they are, the less, you know, I tend to believe them. And then, uh, oh, what's your solution? Oh, well, we're going to have to completely rework the economy and everything's going to be really a lot more expensive and you're going to have a lot fewer choices. Oh, what's the result going to be? Uh, maybe a tiny fraction of a degree, which is almost imperceptible in the next few decades. Uh, oh, is that going to work? Yeah, we really don't know. Uh, but we just want to kind of uh, take away uh, your freedom here. No, I'm not good with that. Even if it does work, I'm not good with that. So, But, we, but, but also we, we do know what works because we, we did it. We, we basically, that's what COVID was. COVID was an, a, a, a controlled laboratory experiment to see what would happen. How could we get our emissions down? And turns out, here's how you do it. You lock everybody in their <laughs> homes. You shut down the economy. Nobody does anything. And then you slowly see if you can bring it all back. And that, that is exactly, we did it. Congratulations. Environmental should be thrilled. That is the world they wanted. The problem really is that 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 they have like laser identified the one thing that could actually accomplish a huge part of what they say they want, which is reduced emissions. And that is natural gas. And that well, not that you can't do that. that that's just bananas to me. And nuclear, like you said, the two things that absolutely make the most sense, they refuse to get on board with, which shows you where they really are on this issue. I mean, and if you and I, if you really want to go that you really want to keep pushing on this, like, why does Kathy Hochul love Putin so much? <laughs> because that is really it. Nuclear natural gas is a stake in the heart of the Russian war machine. Uh, Every nuclear power plant built in the United States or built in Europe, especially rebuilt in Germany, especially is a stake in the heart of the Putin's war machine. If you want peace, frack. I love it. I love it. And that's great political messaging. The Democrats do that to us all the time. But this one actually happens to be true to a certain extent. But I mean, the old Buckley line standing athwart history yelling stop uh, when it comes to this agenda absolutely anyway rob great to have you with us twice this week a lot of fun as always we'll talk to you down the road hopefully soon i'll be here rob long contributing editor national review online uh, co-founder of ricochet co-host of the glob podcast host of the martini shot and i'm greg Columbus of radio america jim garrity will be back on monday uh do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already uh thank you very much if you already do tell a friend about us as well Thanks so much for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Please keep them coming. Get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Get us on Twitter. Uh, Rob is at RCBL. Jim is at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great weekend and join us again on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs joins me to explain how the border crisis has exploded in his state and how Biden's latest actions will make things so much worse. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also tell you how the Biden administration is telling prosecutors to make existing immigration cases go away and letting contractors make decisions on the fate of migrants. 
Follow The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.